Hello students. This talk details about the inborn errors of metabolism which further briefs on the inborn errors of the associated carbohydrate metabolism, protein metabolism, lipid metabolism. The term inborn errors of metabolism was coined by the British physician Archibald Garrod. As we all know the metabolism is the process where your body uses to get or make energy from the food you eat. We all know that food is made up of protein, carbohydrates and fats. The chemicals in our digestive system, it breaks the foods into simpler parts and the digestion it enhances the food to be digested further and it produces sugars acids and the body uses it as a fuel the body can store the energy in the body's tissues where the storage houses are the liver muscle and the body fat the majority of the metabolic disorders are due to the defects of the single genes that codes for an enzymes the enzymes are accelerators which increases the rate of metabolic reactions single gene is coded for the enzymes the gene undergoes translation and transcription and produces the enzymes. So, the enzyme play important role in the catabolism and anabolism. Most of the reactions in the synthesis and degradation process are catabolized or catalyzed by the enzymes. Hence, a metabolic disorder occurs when abnormal chemical reactions in your body disrupt the me me metabolic process. When this happens in the body, it might have high level or accumulation of some substance or low level of other, other substances that need to stay healthy. There is a metabolic disorder when some organs such as liver, pancreas and become diseased and do not function normally. So, when we come to define the term metabolism which refers to all the biochemical processes and the pathways in the body enzyme it plays an important role in the catabolism and anabolism processes most of the enzymes involves itself in the synthesis of the intermediate or breakdown of the intermediates in the metabolic process in the metabolic disorders the enzymes it requires for the metabolism or the metabolic processes of carbohydrates proteins or fats which are deficient. The field of metabolic diseases are 
includes defects in the functions of subcellular organelles mitochondria peroxisomes and lysosomes and defects in the metabolism of additional molecules such as neurotransmitters so as a result of genetic mutation cells is unable to synthesize some enzymes required in the metabolic processes a genetic defect in any part of a major metabolic pathway is known in in born or congenital error of metabolism so i repeat a general defect in any part of the major metabolic pathway is known as an inborn or congenital error of metabolism so the inborn errors of metabolism can be divided into three pathophysiological diagnostic groups so the first group is disorders that disrupt the synthesis or catabolism of a complex molecules these includes lysosome disorders peroxisome disorders and disorders of intracellular transport and processings the second group disorders that lead to an acute accumulation of toxic compounds as a result of a metabolic block these includes disorders of amino acid metabolism fetal phenylketonuria homocysteinuria maple syrup urine disease sugar intolerance third group is disorders due to a deficiency of energy production or utilization within the liver myocardium muscle or brain these includes fatty acid oxidation defects gluconeogenesis defects etc so these inherited metabolic diseases were categorized as disorders of carbohydrate metabolism amino acid metabolism organic acid metabolism or lysosome storage diseases so with this as a base the three major major categories as been divided major that is the carbohydrate metabolism amino acid metabolism organic acid metabolism or the lysosome lysosome storage diseases evolved so the when we go into the deeper aspects of the inborn errors of the carbohydrate metabolism these errors that affect the catabolism and anabolism of carbohydrates has been broadly termed as the inborn errors of the carbohydrate metabolism the carbohydrates account for the major portion of the human diet and are metabolized into three principal monosaccharides as you all know the galactose fructose and glucose 
So the first of its kind is the galactosemia. The galactose which is the aldohexose and is a constituent of a lactose of milk where the inability to metabolize the galactose results in the galactosemia. Here, the classic galactosemia is caused by the defect in the enzyme galactose-1-1-phosphate-uridyl transferase. The biochemical implication that has been seen in this galactosemia is the galactose-1-phosphate will accumulate in the liver due to the block in the enzyme galactose-1-phosphate-uridyl transferase and this will inhibit the galactokinase as well as the glycogen phosphorylase resulting in hypoglycemia. Bilirin, bilirubin co conjugation is reduced so, unconjugated bilirubin level is increased in the blood. There is enlargement of the liver benzene and jaundice is observed and severe mental retardation is also evidenced. Free galactose accumulates leading to galactosemia. It is partly excreted in the urine as well. Galactose is reduced to galactose. Tetol. The accumulation of galactitol in the lens results in the cataract due to its osmotic effect. This is called congenital cataract and is very important feature of galactosemia. So this is a short overview about galactosemia. And a variant of galactosemia occurs due to the deficiency of the galactokinase. But here the symptoms are pretty milder. This is because the galactose 1-phosphate is not formed and hence toxic effects of this compound are not manifested. Cataract is the only manifestations of galactose kinase deficiencies. The next um, disorder is the hereditary fructose intolerance. The hereditary fructose intolerance is caused by a defect, aldose B. Hence, the fructose 1-phosphate cannot be metabolized and will definitely accumulate. The biochemical impl implications that has been observed is the patient are asymptomatic unless they ingest the fructose or the sucrose, accumulation of Fructose 1-phosphate will inhibit the glycogen phosphorylase. This leads to the hypoglycemia. Vomiting and loss of appetite are seen. The, the infants are often, you know, they have uh, failed to thrive. Hepatomegaly and jaundice occurs. And if the liver damage is progressive, death is quite evident. The diagnostic feature for this particular uh, hereditary fructose intolerance is that genetic testing and aldolase BSA is the only diagnosis. The associated uh, inborn error with the glucose metabolism 
are the diabetes mellitus type 1 is the disorder caused by a reduced or absent levels of insulin which is a hormone that regulates the levels of the glucose in the blood which could cause hyperglycemia and the diagnosis is through the blood glucose concentrations the glucose 6-phosphate dehydrogenase deficiency which is an X-linked recessive hereditary disease characterized by abnormally low levels of glucose 6-phosphate dehydrogenase. It is a metabolic enzyme which is involved in the pentose phosphate pathway, especially important in the red blood cell metabolism. And in individuals with this disease may exhibit non-immune hemolytic anemia in response to a number of causes, most commonly infection or exposure to certain medications or chemicals. And the next associated um, disorder is that the glycogen storage disease, where the enzyme deficiencies that leads to the impaired synthesis or degradation of the glycogen are considered disorders of the carbohydrate metabolism. The two organs most commonly affected are the liver and the skeletal muscles. The glycogen storage diseases that affect the liver typically causes the hepatomegaly and the hypoglycemia relating to the impaired mobilization of the glucose for the release to the blood during the fasting period. Those that affect the skeletal muscle, it causes exercise intolerance, progressive weakness and cramping resulting from low blood glucose levels. Hence, there is an inability to increase glucose entry into the glycolysis, especially during the exercise. So, with respect to the glycogen storage disease, there are various types of the glycogen storage disease. Uh, one, Girka disease, limit dex dextrinosis or the Cori's disease, amylopectinosis, Anderson's disease, McArdle disease and the Hurst disease. And the deficient enzymes for the same are the glucose 6-phosphatase, debranching enzyme, the branching enzyme, mus muscle phos phosphorylase, liver phos phosphorylase respectively. Next moving on to the inborn errors of amino acid metabolism, the phenylketonuria, uh, we abbreviate it as the PKU. This disease is caused by the deficiency of the phenylalanine hydroxylase, the enzyme that converts the phenylalanine to the tyrosine. So genetic mutation may be such that either the enzyme is not synthesized or non-functional in nature where the non-functional enzyme is synthesized. So the biochemical abnormalities that has been observed is that the phenylalanine can be or cannot be converted to tyrosine. So phenylalanine accumulates and phenylalanine levels in the blood is elevated thereby. Alternate minor pathways are, are um, seen opened where the phenylketone, the phenyllactate and the phenylacetate are produced from the phenylalanine which are excreted in the urine.
and the clinical manifestations that has been observed, the classical phenylketonuria that has been observed in the child uh, shows mental retardation. The re mental retardation is caused by the accumulation of the phenylalanin and its toxic metabolites, the phenylpyruvate, phenyllactate and the phenylacetate has been accumulated in, as toxic metabolites. Agitation is observed, hyperactivity, tremors, convulsions are also often manifested. And this may be because of the high phenylalanin and low tyrosine levels which reduces in the neurotransmitter synthesis. So the child often has the hypopigmentation due to the low melanin levels because of the decreased levels of the tyrosine. So these are the clinical manifestations that has been observed in the PKU children. And the diagnosis are the blood phenylalanin where the normal level is 1 milligram per DL and in PKU the level is greater than 20 milligram per DL. And ferrichlorate test is also done where the urine of the patient contains phenylketone contains the phenylketone and this could be detected by adding a drop of the ferrichloride to the urine and while added there is a development of the blue-green color. So how do we manage this problem? So it could be managed by providing a diet containing low in phenylalanine. So food which is uh, basically low in phenylalanine content could be I mean, um, administered. So, for example, tapioca could be given. So, there is a special diet which could be planned for the phenylketonuria. Uh, that this is a lifelong compli compliance of a special diet which has been recommended for the phenylketonuria. So, with respect to alcaptonuria, another inborn error of uh, protein metabolic disorder which is due to the deficiency of an enzyme homogentisic acid oxidase which is an enzyme of tyrosine metabolic pathway resulting in the homogentisic acid accumulation and excretion in the urine. So alcaptonuria is an autosomal recessive condition with an incidence of 1 in 2,50,000 births. So, it is a compatible with fairly normal life. The only abnormality is the blackening of the urine on standing. So, the homogentisic acid is oxidized by polyphenol oxidase to benzoquinone acetate. It is then polymerized to black colored alcaptone bodies. So, by the third or fourth decade of life, the patient may develop deposition of the alcaptone bodies in the intervertebral discs, cartilages of the nose, pinna of the ears. So, the black pigments are deposited over the connective tissues including the joint cavities to produce the arthritis. So, the diagnosis could be the urine becomes black on standing and the blackening is 
accelerated on exposure to the sunlight and oxygen as well the urine when kept in a test tube with, will start you know to turn black from the top layer and you know transcending down as well so ferric chloride test will turn positive for the urine here so management is minimal protein intake with phenylalanine less than 500 mg per day is recommended for a person tested with alkaptonuria well moving moving on to the albinism albinism is an autosomal recessive mutation in the gene for the tyrosinase uh it is a limiting enzyme of the melanin synthetic pathway resulting in the absence of melanin the pigment that gives a dark color to the skin hair and eyes so this deficiency in tyrosinase will result in the loss of you know the pigments that is present in the hair and skin which explains you know to look like more like a albino rats so albino phenotype so there is a photophobia nystagmus and decrease visual acuity as well so the skin has low pigmentation and uh, the skin is sensitive to the uv rays and hair is also you know turning uh, it look white the management includes use of um, tinted glasses to reduce the photophobia use of sun sun protection cream on the skin the next um, uh, disorder is the homocystinuria this is a defect in the cystathione synthase which is an enzyme which is involved in conversion of the methionine into the cysteine leading to the homocystinuria so here it causes high concentration of the homocysteine and the methionine in the blood there is a increased excretion of the methionine and homocysteine in urine and blood cysteine is markedly reduced in the condition homocystinuria homocysteine is highly reactive molecule and hence the disease is often associated with mental retardation multisystemic disorder of connective tissues muscles central nervous disorder and the cardiovascular system so this general system symptoms that has been observed in the homocystinuria are mental retardation skeletal deformities in the eyes you could um, i mean uh, see the ectopia lentis then myopia being observed glaucoma uh, may be observed homocysteine also causes activation of hegemans factor this may lead to increased platelet adhesiveness and life threatening intravascular thrombosis so the diagnosis for this particular disorder is that cyanide nitroprusside test will be positive will turn positive in the urine urinary excretion of homocysteine is observed which is more than 300 mg per you know in 24 hours management is that a diet low in methionine and rich in cysteine will help the homocystinuria sometimes the affinity of apo enzyme to the coenzyme is reduced in such cases the pyridoxal phosphate the coenzyme gives a large quantity given in large quantities will be definitely useful moving on to the maple syrup urine disease it is also called the branched chain ketonuria 
the name which originates from the characteristic smell of the urine which is similar to the burnt sugar or the maple sugar syrup due to the excretion of the branch chain keto acids so the deficiency is um, due to the branch chain alpha keto acid dehydrogenase complexes and the symptoms starts in the first week of life it is characterized by convulsions severe mental retardation vomiting acidosis coma and even death within the first year of their life if not properly managed urine contains branch chain keto acids derived from the valin leucine and isoleucine so the diagnosis is based on the enzyme analysis we could diagnose this particular problem management is giving a diet low in the branch chain amino acids especially the valin leucine and the isoleucine moving on to the fatty acid oxidation disorders or the uh, lipid uh, disorders that is the faod fatty acid oxidation disorders are genetic conditions which is caused by the mutations in the genes that code for enzymes responsible for the oxidation of the fatty acids so when there is a alteration in these genes enzyme levels go down and fatty acid builds up in the body in the blood thereby in the body so in the cases of fatty acids oxidation disorders the inability to break down the fat for energy and build up of fatty acid causes serious health problems so as in the case of the uh diagnosis for the babies in the newborn screening for fatty acid oxidation disorders before they leave the hospital it's essential that the baby is been healed for pricked and few drops of uh, blood is taken and they are seen whether the fatty acid is been metabolized so there are various types of fatty acid oxidation disorders uh i mean uh, just to name a few carnitin acyl carnitin translocase deficiencies then carnitin trans transporter deficiency long or very long chain acyl coa dehydrogenase deficiencies medium chain acyl coa dehydrogenase deficiencies so short chain acyl coa dehydrogenase deficiency then short chain 3 hydroxyl acyl coa dehydrogenase deficiency long chain 3 hydroxyl acyl coa dehydrogenase deficiencies so going on to the details of each uh, let's start off with the carnitine transporter deficiency so this particular uh, uh, deficiencies where almost uh, you know most of the fatty acid oxidation disorder it affects the heart skeletal muscles liver cardiac failure you know which has been seen in the case of the carnitin transporter deficiency and it is a known over half of the known cases of the ctd you know it presents within with the progressive heart failure general muscle weakness is seen and it is observed only in the first year of life okay and management is that the outcome is usually very good with carnitine therapy 
So without the carnitine therapy, the cardiac failure progresses and even eventually death. Medium chain acyl-CoA dehydrogenase deficiency. So this is most common uh, fatty acid oxidation disorder and uh, one of the least severe as well with no evidences of chronic muscle or cardiac uh, involvement. It affects individual appear to be entirely normal otherwise. And uh, hypoglycemia de develops because of excessive glucose utilization due to the inability to switch to fat as a source of energy. That is the only problem. Otherwise, you know, there is no correlation with the cardiac involvement. And uh, carnitine or uh, acylcarnitine um, translocase deficiency. Here the symptoms is uh, fasting, hypoketotic uh, hypoglycemia seen, coma, Cardiac, uh, cardiopulmonary arrest and uh, uh, ventricular arrhythmias has also been observed. And very long chain acyl-CoA dehydrogenase deficiency has been observed in few of the patients where uh, it has been manifested with chronic cardiomyopathy, weakness and fasting coma. And then in the case of um, organic aciduria's they are associated with uh, metabolism of fatty acids, branching amino acids, aromatic amino acids and citric acid cycle. And they are, they are characterized by accumulation of organic acids in the body tissues and in excretion of the urine as well. So the patients presents with, uh, present with acidosis, vomiting and convulsions and coma. And they are diagnosed with um, you know acids in the urine by chromatography management is that you can restrict the diet giving a coenzyme therapy and substrate removal in the line of management so these are few of the um, disorders of importance with respect to the carbohydrate protein and fat and uh, with respect to the mitochondrial diseases, the mitochondrial diseases are the group of disorders caused by the mutations in the mitochondrial DNA or uh, in uh, nuclear genes that code for mitochondrial proteins. And Examples of the mitochondrial diseases are mitochondrial myopathy, Leber's uh, hereditary optic neuropathy, Lay syndrome, mitochondrial encephalomyopathy. These are the few of the examples of the mitochondrial diseases. And then urea cycle disorder is also observed as a result of the mutation in the genes that code for the enzymes of urea cycle which leads to the defect in the metabolism of the extra nitrogen that has been produced by the breakdown of the protein and other nitrogen-containing molecules. So severe deficiencies or total absence of the activity um, of any of the first four protein, you know, uh, in the urea cycle or a cofactor that has been produced resulting in the accumulation of ammonia will result in the uh, disorder of the urea cycle. So it happens in the first few days of the life. So that will uh, result in the urea cycle defect seen in the, um, in the newborns especially. 
otherwise the at birth it will appear normal irritability will progress to lethargy later coma and then hypothermia is observed neurologic posturing seizures and hyperventilation and then uh, lysosomal uh, lysosomal storage disease which is involved in the degradation and recycling of the extracellular material and intracellular material so the lysosomal storage disease is describes a group of rare inherited metabolic disorders that results from the defect in the lysosomal hydro hydrolases or transporters this results in the progressive accumulation of undigested materials in the lysosomes the accumulation of these lysosomes it actually uh, you know affects the functions of the lysosomes and other organelles resulting in the secondary alterations such as the impairment of the autophagy autophagy mitochondrial uh, dysfunction and inflammation of inflammation and ap apoptosis so the lysosomal storage diseases frequently involves in the central nervous system where the neuronal dysfunction and loss results in progressive neuro degeneration and premature deaths also results and gaucher's disease which is of importance is a sphingolipolipidosis uh, resulting from the i mean glucocerebrosidase deficiencies which is caused because of the depositions of the glucocerebroside and the related compounds and the type 1 which is a non neuro non neurotype is the adult form of this particular disease and the onset ranges from the age of 2 years to the adulthood and the gaucher's disease causes anemia fatigue lung impairment and kidney impairment as well there is type 2 gaucher's disease as well that is acute neuropathic which is very rare and the residual enzyme activity in this type is lowest onset occurs during infancy itself the type 2 gaucher's disease causes severe neurological disorders liver impairment is enlargement is seen and spleen en enlargement as well there is type 3 gaucher's disease there is sub acute uh, neuropathic which falls between type 1 and type 2 and enzymatic activity and uh, clinical severity is also observed and here in this type 3 it causes progressive brain damage and seizures observed and uh, uh, the other disease that has been observed is the tachsash disease tachsash disease this is um, a disease where the gangliosides are the complex sphingolipids that has been present in the brain and the two major forms that is evident in the tachsash disease is caused by the deficiency of the hex hexosaminase a an enzyme that breaks down 
this particular accumulation of the enzymes okay this gangliocyte complex and the children develops progressive cognitive and motor deterioration resulting in the seizures mental retardation and the paralysis as well and the uh, next you know type of disease is the neemans picks disease which is a rare inherited autosomal recessive disease caused by a defect in acid uh, you know sphingomyelinase the result in accumulation of the sphingomyelin in the lysosomes all these takes place in the lysosome okay so the type a uh, neeman pick disease is a severe neurodegenerative uh, disorder of the infancy that leads to the death by the end of the third year and type b neeman picks takes place in the latter half the onset itself is the latter half of the age and here the survival of most of the patients is uh, during the adulthood and they have enlarged liver and the spleen so um the last uh, you know the disease is the sandhoff disease where it is caused by the combination of the deficiency of the hex hexose um, amidase um, enzyme a and b okay hexoaminidase enzyme a and b the clinical manifestation which includes the progressive cerebral degeneration beginning at the 6 month which is accompanied by seizures blindness cherry red macular spot and um the hearing disorder you know is also been observed which is called as hyperkurosis okay hyperkurosis so these are few of the diseases that is been uh, or uh, that involves the lysosomes and um, in addition we have um, seen the other you know the detailed perspectives of the uh, inborn errors of the protein um carbohydrate and the fatty acid um metabolism as well so we have um, put all the metabolic disorders into um a nutshell so hope it would be beneficial to you so go through the recording just listen to it and if you have any clarifications please do get back to me thank you so much for listening